Welcome to For Self-Examination. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Taylor, and today is Monday. And that means today is all about you. No matter where you are in the world, no matter what you are going through, I want you to know that it is okay and that you are right where you are supposed to be. Take a deep breath, relax, and let the world slip away. Give yourself permission to make today all about you and let yourself be open to new inspirations. Welcome back to the show. Uh, This is for self-examination, and I am your host, Dr. Christopher Taylor. It is another wonderful Monday, and I take it you're probably here to get a little bit of inspiration in life. Uh, So I think maybe you come to the right place. Thanks for joining us. Take a minute, relax, take a deep breath. If you're driving, you know, keep driving. Keep your eyes on the road. Uh, That's safe. Uh, But if you're not... Just uh, maybe close your eyes, sit back, enjoy a little show. Uh, we have a great show for you, not only today, but also just this uh, this month. We have a great series. Uh, our series uh, this month is Grief. And so we've kind of titled the series Tears of Joy. Uh, and this is our intro uh, episode like we have for all of them. Uh, and I'm really excited. We're going to talk... Um, uh, you know, a little bit about grief, uh, and then also a little bit about Larry Barber, uh, who is um, an expert in grief, uh, and a uh, fantastic therapist in our in our Galleria office. Uh, Larry's been with us over a little bit, over a little over a year and a half, um, and uh, amongst grief therapy, does other things, but uh, very, very, very good at this uh, specific thing. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, Uh, but first, uh, a little bit of this. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't keep it a secret. Share it with your friends and family. Tell everyone. Put it on Twitter. Uh, We'd love it if you give us a five-star rating and and a review. Uh, We always love feedback. And then, of course, uh, like and subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get yours. As a reminder, Taylor Counseling Group is in the DFW area with offices from Dallas to Fort Worth and in Waxahachie as well. Uh, we are also now in the Houston and San Antonio areas as well. So if you or somebody you know might be interested in getting some counseling, feel free to give us a call, 214 214- You can send us an email, info at taylorcounselinggroup.com, and you can look us up on the web at taylorcounselinggroup.com. You can find us on Twitter as well, at TCG underscore Dallas. So if you need us, we're here, but if not, no worries. I just hope you enjoy the show. All right. Um, So last week, uh, last month, I don't know if you remember, uh, was our uh, our series on singleness and relationships. Uh, very, very fun, very exciting, um, uh, <laughs> series. It was a lot of fun having Allison and Amanda on the show. I think two therapists, um, that are, uh, you know, that do a lot of couples therapy and a lot of therapy with single people and that are also single as well. 
Um, so that was a ton of fun. Uh, and now we're kind of change tempo a little bit, change uh, the mood some, and we're going to talk a little bit about grief, which is kind of a difficult topic, I think, uh, sometimes to chat about. Uh, grief, I think, is one of those uh, emotions where at some point in your life you will experience it, period. You know, uh, you could argue that there are some emotions or experiences that maybe not everybody will have. Um, not everyone will become a parent. Um, you know, not everyone will... Uh, see their grandparents 100th birthday you know not everyone will get married not everyone will um, you know uh, go through some type of drug rehab right so not not everybody will will experience um, everything right but grief is is something we all experience Uh, grief is that thing that uh, uh, we all know um, because Uh, At some point in our lives, uh, we will come in contact with uh, death. You know, it is is, uh, one of the main constants in life. It is ever around us, always. Um, And maybe not in a dark and like ominous way, like all of our friends are being eaten by zombies or something, but... But it is, it is present everywhere. Uh, it's present for children. Uh, it's present for teenagers, adults. Um, it's present for, obviously, people later in life. Um, you know, it, it's everywhere. And whether or not you work in the helping professions or you're a pastor or, uh, uh, you know, part of the clergy or you're an undertaker or you work at a funeral home or or morgue, uh, you know, you're, you're still going to come in contact with death pretty regularly. And a lot of times we don't really notice it. I think you see the, um, maybe the dead squirrel, like on your drive in to, to work and that doesn't bother you, you know, or you, you see a cockroach and you, you squish it, you know, um, we experience death in the life cycle of nature, uh, you know, in the fall and winter and things die. Uh, and we experience death pretty early on as children, as we are exposed to pets and animals and nature and and friends and family that that you know uh, might not make it. Uh, and we experience it um, often. You know, it's it's one of those things that, on some level, everyone has experienced. Uh, and so, in that way, it's truly a commonality in the human condition and I think really if we were to to examine our lives uh, (laughs) the title of the podcast uh, if we were to examine our own lives we would see that there is a great deal of loss and pain and grief and the older we get the more there is it's just you know simple math right Uh, and and I think the more we share that with other people the more we realize that everyone else has endured a great deal of pain and grief and loss. And for some reason, that seems to connect us. Uh, it seems to connect us together in a very strong and unmovable way. Uh, you know, I think some of the, uh, some of the, the strongest relationships out there that I know are not relationships that 
um, love is brought together, but relationships that pain has has just kind of uh, welded together. Um, you know, when we experience fun things with people, it's like, right, oh, it's a great laugh. Uh, but, you know, the best of friends are the ones that endure the darkest and hardest times together. Um, you know, when you're thinking about a funny joke you want to share with somebody, you send out a tweet. When you're thinking about, you know, sadness or depression or, or um, you know, the fact that your mom just died or something, then you have, uh, you know, a few uh, select people that you want to share that with. Uh, so I think that is, um, one of these few, uh, these few binding emotions that we have, uh, to really connect, uh, and, and, uh, fortify ourselves in others and with others. And so it's a, it's a really, you know, it's a, it's a bittersweet thing because, uh, obviously, the pain of grief is, can be, can be very extreme. Um, but when we deal with it well, when we cope with it well, uh, it can build some very, very beautiful things. Um, and I'm a big fan of, of Tim Keller. Uh, he's a, uh, uh, um, uh, pastor out of New York, first Presbyterian New York. And in one of his sermons, he talks a lot about this idea uh, of the potential inside an acorn, you know, that a single acorn has the power uh, to cover the earth in oak. But in order to release that power, it must go into the ground and die. And that, that always hit me, I think, in a very real way because it, it talks you know, about a lot of different things. Um, but I think really what he's getting at is a sense that like this part of life is so important. This death process is so important because it, it really does unleash a great deal of goodness in a lot of people around it. And so, uh, you know, today I want to just kind of set the stage for the next two episodes. Uh, and Larry really just, the interview with Larry is just so amazing. Uh, his story and um, you know what he has to say and the resources he has for us are just uh, outstanding. Um, so I don't want to take a lot away from that, um, but I do want to just kind of set the stage a little bit and talk kind of about the different types of grief uh, that we might deal with in our daily lives. And I'm not discussing, um, the, uh, the stages of grief, right? Like anger, denial, uh, acceptance. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the different kinds of grief that you might experience. And I think a lot of people don't realize is that, is that when we're talking about grief, we're also talking about loss. So it's, you know, it's, it's not just somebody around me has died, but also I have lost something or someone. And that can apply to a whole lot of things. Uh, that can apply to friendships. Um, you know, if we have a falling out with a really close friend, that can feel really painful. Uh, we're talking about a divorce, the death of a marriage. You know, we're talking about um, actual death, obviously, of close people that we love, but then also death of people that we don't necessarily have close relationship with. Um, but that death kind of reminds us of our mortality. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're thinking of, of 
people around you that have died right now, um, you know, imagine, is there somebody you went to high school with or, or college with or something that, that might've passed away some time ago. And, you know, did that kind of make you think like, Oh, that person was the same age as me. Maybe, you know, maybe that's, that got you acutely aware of your mortality, that your time in life is, uh, is limited. Um, so there is, uh, I think, you know, a great deal of, of power behind that, of recognizing that these are, uh, moments and types of grief, um, that we might not be, uh, acute to. Um, so, you know, we definitely really want to talk about friendships. We want to talk about relationships. Uh, we want to talk about, um, inanimate, uh, uh loss, um, loss of, you know, childhood possessions or, or sentimental objects. Um, you know, like the, the house that catches on fire and then we lose all of the photos or whatever from, you know, from our childhood or, or connecting something that connected us to, uh, our past, um, or our, you know, our forefathers, right. Or, um, our great grandparents, for example, uh, you know, there can be a lot of pain associated with that. And, and so I want to challenge, um, uh, those of you that are listening uh, today to really think about uh, the broader spectrum of grief and realize that it's not just about uh, the loss of a spouse or a child or a parent, that it really does expand into our entire lives um, and that it's something we might deal with uh, regularly, not just once, but regularly. Uh, I've worked with uh, many clients um, who you know were dealing with death of relationship, death of a spouse, death of a partner, death of a mother or father, and and sometimes it's not easy uh, for a lot of clients to let go or to resolve issues that they hadn't resolved. And while there is no wrong or right way to deal with grief. And I want to be very clear about that. There is no prescribed correct form of grief of, of processing grief. Um, sure. It's probably not super healthy to get drunk a bunch. It's probably not super healthy to do some kind of drugs. It's probably not super healthy to drive your car 120 miles on the highway. And it's probably not a good thing to have a lot of, um, you know, promiscuous, unprotected sex, right? Uh, these things probably are not super healthy for us. Um, but there is no wrong way to deal with death. Um, you know, especially sudden and um, unexpected death, especially death that is uh, traumatic, um, like being in the car uh, when you're hit by a driver uh oncoming traffic and, uh, you know, the people in the car die, but you don't, you know, and being witness to that process, obviously being in some kind of traumatic situation, like a bank robbery or, uh, or in an extremely violent situation like war, uh, or a battle, um, you know, or, or home invasion or something. So, I mean, these things are definitely, definitely terrible and awful, and they can have very serious impacts on us. And if we f refuse to acknowledge that and engage in that, 
that can have lasting impact on our psyche and on our lives. Um, so what I'm going to tell you in the very beginning is you got to deal with it. You know, you got to deal with the death. You got to deal with the grief. You got to express the grief. You have to experience it and you have to uh, be a part of it and you have to let it do its thing. Um, otherwise we refuse to allow the healing to begin and there's just, you know, nothing good is going to come from that. Uh, and there's, there's no wrong way to do it. There's no wrong way to express your grief. Uh, it's perfectly natural to get super angry. It's perfectly natural to cry. It's perfectly natural to not want to get out of bed. Uh, it's perfectly natural to hate everybody, including God and any form of religion that you might experience it. Uh, it's very natural to not want to do anything. It's very natural to want to die as well, to, to have suicidal thoughts after loved ones pass. Um, and it's very natural to feel confused and this is going to sound a little weird, but it's also very natural to feel relaxed and relieved and, um, you know, like some catharsis has occurred. Uh, uh you know, sometimes we, it, it's painful, but when we see people go that are suffering, it can be very, very liberating. And, and we can kind of experience that with them. So uh, there's no wrong emotion. Uh, there's no wrong way to feel. Uh, but what I want to talk about now is what you can do and what you shouldn't do, right? What we can do and what we really can't do. Um, one, we, we experience grief in, in two ways, right? We are the, the bereaved. We are the ones grieving. Uh, we are the ones that are in the experience of death or loss, or we are a paramour to that bereavement. And by that, I mean that we are attached to it. We're an observer. And you can be a first degree observer, second degree, third degree, sixth degree, whatever. Uh, you know, you can be the guy at work who just heard over the intercom that Susie's mom died and we're going to get her a card and sign it, right? And you've like met Susie twice. Um, you're still attached to that. And that can impact you heavily or not as much. You know, maybe you experienced death or loss recently um, or some time ago or something that you never dealt with. Uh, and so it can stir up a lot of things. So uh, in the first account, if you are the one grieving, um, it's very important, you know, that you experience that grief, that you take an inventory of your emotions, think about where you are, how is this impacting me? Is this something I can deal with? Is this something I just need to talk to friends and family about? Is it something that I can maybe journal about and maybe that'll help? Is it something that I can just be creative or expressive or just get really angry uh, a couple times and then feel good about it after? Um, uh, or is this something that's going to require a little bit more? Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do other than professional counseling, right? You don't necessarily have to jump right to that. Uh, you can, of course, attend some type of public support group, you know, that's, that's not run by a professional, some kind of just, you know, just griever support group. And there's a ton of that stuff. Your church probably has one, your community has one, um, you know, whatever, uh, society, um, you're plugged into is going to have something, right? There's going to be some option for that. Uh, and then two is just tell people, talk to people about it. Don't feel like you're a burden on others. I mean, don't talk about it every day, all day to everybody. 
uh, you know, like when you get in the elevator, don't say, my mom died and just tell them everything, right? Cause that person doesn't know what to do. Uh, but, um, but definitely talk to people, talk to your friends, talk to other family members, talk to other people that knew that person and talk about that person. It's so helpful in the healing process, uh, to talk about that person, even if you were not on the best of terms when they left, even if you uh, were very angry at them when they left, uh, that's a very common reason why people tend to put off dealing with, with death is because they had some, you know, poor relationship, uh, with the individual, something got sideways. Uh, and then two, uh, uh, is really kind of identify, um, other avenues in your life where you can be proactive in expressing that grief, you know? Um, so you have this idea of like, okay, I have identified my feelings. I know that this is something I can handle. Maybe there's a support group or somewhere else I want to go. There's friends and family that I can loop in. Is there anything else I can do uh, in my life to process this? Maybe do I do some tribute? Uh, is there a funeral process? Uh, is there a, um, is there a wake? Um, is there a celebratory event? Uh, you know, can I buy them a brick at, uh, you know, the, the zoo, uh, cause I know that they love the zoo. Uh, you know, for me, it would be putting my ashes in, in, you know, some kind of river that has trout in it cause I love fly fishing. So, you know, something like that and just, and just communing with the person in that way and celebrating the end of their life. But then also the birth of something new, which is that, you now have a new relationship with this person and they're now a part of, you know, this, this past part of your life, but then they also are kind of part of this new identity that you've kind of created as well, being, uh, being a survivor of them. So, uh, I think those are great things you can do if the grief is yours. Now, if it's not yours, if you are attached to it in some way, if you are a paramour of the griever, uh, and I don't mean in like the literal sense of a paramour, in the sense of like a boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, uh, uh, like somebody who's in it with them, you know, but wasn't directly affected by it. Uh, then, uh, there's a lot of stuff you can definitely do, uh, to help that person. You can definitely be there for them. Uh, you know, always love the idea of like bringing cookies and cake, right. You know, uh, or whatever it is that you feel like you should do for your friend or loved one or whoever's dealing with the death the hardest. Uh, and, and remember that you want to, uh, be available for them, but then not over the top, you know, not shoving them into therapy, not forcing them to talk when they're not ready to talk. Definitely not judging the way that they're grieving because some people don't understand right away. You know, they're in that kind of denial phase where like, ah, it's fine, whatever, moving on. And then it kind of hits them later. Uh, when they're ready for it, or maybe they're just extremely emotional right now and you don't need to overreact to that. You know, you can just kind of be there for them and, and help them. And I think one of the most effective tools you can do is just be available for them when they're ready. Um, definitely giving stories. So books, great books. Uh, Good Grief is a wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, and then also Larry's book, Love Never Dies, which we'll talk more about in the upcoming sessions is also another, uh, amazing, amazing book, uh, to help. And, you know, one of the things I've always done, uh, for friends and family that have lost somebody is to, 
uh, get a copy of Good Grief. It's a short book, easy book, and a little card, and just send it to him in the mail or next time I see him, and just say, hey, this is a great book. Um, you know, read it if you feel like it'll help. If it doesn't, uh, if you don't want to read it, that's fine. Just you know, pass it on to the next person that might be struggling. And that's a great way to, I think, really kind of connect people um, that might not really know each other that well uh, in this uh, communal event of death. Uh, so I think that's really, really powerful and, and good. Uh, and then, you know, what you definitely don't want to do is tell somebody that they're doing grief wrong, um, push them into therapy, uh, make them talk when they're not ready to talk. Uh, those things can all have very negative effects, um, on, on your relationship, on their ability to grieve, uh, on what they grieve. Uh, so definitely just be aware of that. Uh, and then of course the big question is, do you need a professional? Should you get a professional? Uh, and the answer to that is, uh, up to you. You know, you're the only one that can really decide that if you're not ready to grieve, uh, you know, then professional counseling is probably not going to help you that much. Um, if you're just not ready for it. Uh, but if you feel like you're ready for it and you want to give it a try and you feel like, uh, it's something that might help, then definitely, definitely do that. Uh, absolutely. And there's no shame in that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that you weren't able to do it on your own. Uh, it just means that you were smart enough to know that you wanted and needed help. Uh, and I think it's, it's really great. Uh, I've worked with clients, um, struggling with all kinds of grief and, uh, obviously not an expert in the way that Larry is, but, um, uh, worked with clients in all, all sorts of manner of grief. And I can, I can tell you, I've, I've had several, um, you know, intro sessions that didn't continue because the client very quickly after about 10 minutes of therapy was just like, this is not, oh, no, I'm not ready for this. I don't want to talk about this stuff. And so we're not going to force you to talk about what you don't want to talk about. Uh, but definitely want to encourage. And so if you're listening to this now and you have some uh, loss or grief in your life that you have not processed, maybe now's the time to really think about it. Is it time for me to start working on this? Not so that I can lose it and forget the person that I love, but so that I can put it to rest and give myself freedom to move on and to grow and to let that part of my life be done. And so with that, we're going to end our show as we do every episode uh, with this uh, tip of the day, this uh, thought. Um, this one comes from Larry Barber. Uh, uh, all of them this month are going to come from Larry just because he's so great about this topic um, and uh, here it is when you find someone who has lost hope give them some of yours wow thanks for that Larry that's a that's a that's a really great one uh, and I think uh, the struggle we often feel in grief and in loss is that we don't know what to do for other people who have lost hope and that's okay um, if you have a little bit of hope, now's a great time to share with anyone you can. All right, everybody, I'll see you next week uh, for a very, very exciting episode, an interview with Larry Barber. I'm very excited for that. Until then, 
remember you're right where you're supposed to be. <laughs>